Welcome back to the Go Off Sis podcast. Very excited about this episode. We're going to do things a little differently this time around. We have two incredible black women from Procter & Gamble's My Black is Beautiful platform, and I am so excited to get into a conversation with both of them. Ladies, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Awesome. We are so happy to be here first, so thanks for having us. My name is Brienne Davis. I'm the brand manager for My Black is Beautiful. And what that means is I just care about all things brand. So I'm really behind some of the strategy for My Black is Beautiful as a platform. And we'll talk about this today, but our new product line, which we're so excited about. So happy to be here. Hey, I'm Nadira Mutala. I'm the communications manager for My Black is Beautiful. Um, like Brienne, I really am focused on how we engage with our community of women around um, the globe and, and drive the message. I'm a Southern girl like Brienne. I'm from Houston, Texas, and um, currently living in Cincinnati. Okay, repping for Southern Ooh. girls. Not mad at that. Houston and Atlanta. Um, okay, ladies, the My Black is Beautiful product line is incredible and I, I want to know a bit more about how it came to life walk me through Brianne you know what how did the idea come to life what were the conversations like how did it happen tell me bring me to the beginning of the journey yeah so the journey really started over 10 years ago uh, my black is beautiful is really a platform it's a it's a community it's a cultural pillar and it was really started internally kind of grassroots by black women that work, were working at P&G and they were looking at examples of how black women were portrayed in media and they just felt permission and responsibility to really address that. So ten, over 10 years ago, that platform was started. So for the last 10 years, it's really been a way we connect with the community. We also have drawn a lot of attention to topics that affect us, things like bias, um, and so it's really been that. But, you know, along the journey, consumers have always come back and told us like, hey, you guys should really launch some products. Um, and I think that really just comes out of the fact that we have a very loyal fan base. Mm. But I think we also just, you know, P&G as a company just knows so much about hair. And so I mm. think a lot of the women that were working in P&G, a lot of black scientists, a lot of us who have been in P&G for you know, all these years, we just wanted something that we could really take pride in and launch. And so that was really the start of it. So I'd say about two years ago was really when we got serious about, hey, like, we need to launch these products. And we literally have been putting our heart and soul in them for the last two years. And so what you're seeing today, um, launched J July 2019, um, is really just the labor of love of, I mean, decades of research, but two years of really pouring our heart and soul into the product. So we're super, super proud of them. I love that so much. And it's there's so many parallels, actually, between the My Black is Beautiful story and the Unbothered story, um, because we've mm -hmm. had a very similar situation where the black women at Refinery29 kind of came together and said, look, we are not seeing enough of ourselves represented, not only at Refinery29, but just in digital media in general. Mm -hmm. And we want to come together and do this thing. Talk to me a little bit about that, about black women coming together in this corporate environment and acknowledging that there's a void and seeing that there's a void and finding a way to fill it. For what we know is that the way to make it through in a corporate environment or any place where you're a minority is really by building a community around you and finding people that you can connect with and really mm. be um, 
transparent, authentic, and raw, um, yeah. but also um, just have people that'll, you know, cheer you on and celebrate with you. And so the community at PNG among the black employees is really tight. And mm. so when when the women were talking about, you know, here's what I'm seeing, here's what I'm seeing, it just kind of starts to boil up organically from there. And when you have people that are integrating, you know, this is what matters to me and this is what will touch my life. I know this will touch my sister, my aunt, my mom. You just start to see those opportunities. And that's really how the women come together. And that's how we operate today as a team. So talk to me a little bit about, okay, you've decided now that you you need to move forward with these products. Talk to me about the moment that it got greenlit, like the moment that it's like, yes, do this. Yeah, I think the first time for me is the first time I actually heard it called out as like a like an official project with like all the other projects. It's like my black is beautiful. And I'm like, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I think the first reaction was like, oh, OK, like we're doing this. Like we're doing this. I think there was like, you know, of course, this feeling of like, wow, this is going to be a big undertaking. And I think it was because of the responsibility that we felt, again, to sort of protect this community that we've built for the last 10 years. We, yes. don't, we didn't want to spend 10 plus years building a community and then tear it down by, you know, whatever might tear it down. Were you afraid? Did you have any fears, nervousness? I mean, at this point, it's like, okay, it's been greenlit. And now you have something to prove, right? Like you have a whole corporation, you know, it's a business that you have to prove this too. I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I would say I'm still scared in some ways. Like, I mean, <laughs> it just launched in July. So, you know, so many things can happen. Of course, of course, there's fear. The fear isn't driven by the doubts of like whether or not we put together a quality product. I think the fear is in like, okay, like once the community receives it, you know, are they going to take it for our true intentions? Are they going to be, you know, they're going to be feeling some kind of way because PNG is behind it, even though we know living and walking the halls that this is purely an authentic, I mean, there's authenticity all throughout of this. We're not up to something. Um, I think that that's really the fear of like, okay, like will consumers really receive the message and the product that we're trying to give to them? And I think, you know, until you actually put something out there, you never really know. With the benefit of having a long history with the community and engaging in so many different ways is that we listen and could hear this is where the struggles are. This is mm. where people are making that transition from relaxed to natural and having to get up and do your hair or your twist out not coming out right or right. sleeping on your hair wrong and having, you know, your curls not look the way you want. Each yes. day, you can't replicate yes. The, yes. the curl pattern from one day to the next. I can we, never do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it those are the things that not only are we listening for, but we're experiencing and living for um, personally. Absolutely. And so that adds pressure because you want to make sure that you're delivering. You, you know, you want to do right by your people. It's like family. You know, you want to make sure like, okay. I want the best for yes. this group of people. Yes. And and so that, that means a higher standard of pressure that you put on yourself, but also because we know that um, we, we are coming from a company that isn't Black-owned, um, mm -hmm. that we are a corporation. We can't hide that, and we, yes. we embrace that, that benefit of having a strong corporation behind us. So there, there's a lot of things that just motivate us, but also enable us to do, to do more and to deliver better because of that. Nadir, you, you touched on something that I really want to dig into. I think buying black is um, is very important, right? Like buying from black owned brands, 
Um, it's definitely something that we talk about quite a lot. We're always looking to support black entrepreneurship. But what do you say to people who, who may not know the amount of of black women who were really involved in bringing this to life, who might see a and g and just think like, oh, this must have been something that, that white people did and they slapped black on it to get us to buy it. Yeah, what I can say is that we're so fortunate. Um, you know, P&G is a very resource company. We've been around for over 180 years. Um, we've got one of the biggest R&D departments of, of any company. And so that comes with a lot of expertise and information to help us really do whatever whatever we can dream of. And with that, the company really inspires us to think about what are we doing to improve the lives of every consumer. And mm. whenever there's a group of consumers that's underserved, we are trying to figure out what can we do to address that. And so when the company has declared that, you know, we see an opportunity with better serving the African-American community at, at large, that transcends across product lines, categories, but for hair care, it is it is even more pronounced. And so mm. when you think about natural hair care and um, when someone is uh, managing a hair in a very fragile state, it, it's, it's really important to make sure that you're bringing all that expertise. And I can honestly say the company is so supportive. And I say the company, even though that's not really a thing, the company's made up of people um, right. that just work together. The people really are supportive and want to do right for to make sure that we're serving the needs of every consumer. Mm-hmm. And at the, right. I mean, at, what I'll add is at the end of the day, on top of all of the you know groundswell and support, you, you really need nothing is ever really going to take off in a meaningful way unless you have support at the highest levels. Right. And I think one of the things that's really amazing about P&G is that they really like walk the walk and talk the talk. It's not like they're saying like, oh, we're committed to this, but, you know, really you don't see the resourcing of the support. I mean, from our chief marketing officer, our CEO, all the way down, everybody is fully committed. And Mm. so we have never gotten any sort of pushback. I think at the end of the day, we're really looked upon as experts Mm. in the space, but we have all the support we need. And that is P&G. And it's also our retail partner. We've had an amazing retail partner these products in particular are available exclusively at Sally Beauty. And, you know, we strategically chose Sally Beauty because of just how dedicated they were and also better serving this consumer. And so it was just a match mm. made in heaven. So, you know, we've been so fortunate to be supported through all levels. Yeah, we want people to, um, you know, people can make decisions with their dollars that, um, and, and we, we won't try to tell them what, what you should and shouldn't do. And we absolutely want people to buy our products because they work for them. Mm-hmm. And that's the number one thing that we try to focus on and delivering is a benefit for, for what she's looking for to meet her hair needs. We also are super intentional in the choices that we make and who we partner with and what we do for the black community and other um, small businesses. It's something that P&G is invested in from a, um, diversity of supplier network, but also down to um, the local level when we were in New Orleans at Essence Festival and we had a, um, a pop-up experience, we were serving local Black-owned treats in the shop. Like, we, we are super intentional about thinking about who is it that we can bring along with us? How can we pour more into the community and bring everybody up with us? Right. All we can do is be intentional and, you know, 
even from, you know, my standpoint, all of our agencies, you know, everything that we do, every choice that we make, where we produce our products, like we're always trying to support black businesses ourselves because we agree it's very important. Um, yes. And when we talk about the team, you know, we are very intentional about who works on the, the products from the brand level all the way down to R&D. I mean, every single person. So, you know, our intentions are true and, and you know, we want consumers to see and, and hopefully recognize that as well. back to something you were saying about like what you wanted black women and black girls to feel when they use these products. Um, what do you want us to feel? Yeah. So I think it goes beyond just, I mean, of course we want her, her hair and her scalp to feel clean and good and all of those good things. But what we want her to feel is just supported and empowered. And one of the things we talk about a lot is, you know, one thing that is unique to us is that we really embrace our hair as a form of our expression and it's mm. not, it's it's a part of us. In many cases, when you walk into a room, like Nadira mentioned, we both have, you know, big hair. So when we walk into a room, there's no doubt that in many instances, it's the first thing that yes. people are seeing. And yes. so, you know, it, it is a part of you. And so we embrace that. And we really want, you know, women to feel good when they, when they use our products. We want them to feel unapologetic. We want them to be bold, be expressive, mm -hmm. and we, mm -hmm. we don't want them uh, to feel like they can't walk into a room and own a room, and we believe those products can do it. And it also translates through the way we're even, you know, talking about the products. If, if you walk into the store today, um, the end cap that you're kind of hit with is this, like, bold picture of a woman just confident. That's literally the feeling that we want you to feel. Mm -hmm. um, and the ta even through the tagline, it's... Um, all beauty, all black, all beauty. I mean, it's really just, it's all meant to embody that feeling. So we yes. want it to go beyond just how your hair and your scalp feels. It needs to be the, the full thing because we, we don't have the, you know, ability to separate our hair from ourselves. It's all yes. one thing. I love that. I love that you touched on that, Nadira, because I, I, that's the thing, right, is, again, when you're creating, whether it's a product or, you know, for, for you guys, whether it's a product or on our end, whether it's content, when you are creating for black women, that is that is the challenge, right? Is like making sure that you're not making the mistake of of talking to us like we're a monolith. We are different. We we have different experiences. We have different perspectives, opinions. You know, how did you guys do that? How did you guys create a product that can span across generations, across experiences that can really that can touch every black woman? Yeah, so, you know, what we love to do and what we absolutely did is we just wanted to enroll as many women as possible. So the one the one thing we didn't mention before, which I, I'll mention now, is when we developed this product line, the reason why we were kind of, you know, we were sure that this was going to this was something we, you know, we wanted to put out there was because every step along the way we were enrolling our community in everything from what's in the products, like what kinds of products, like hair types, all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, our community is so vast and we wanted to make sure we did that. The MBIB yeah. community is over 3 million strong and mm. it is all ages and walks of life. I mean, yes. you know, we've got 
you know, the women who joined us 10 years ago and are still with us. And then we have, you know, younger women who maybe just saw it at Essence Fest uh, in July. So, right. you know, we're constantly, constantly evolving. But, you know, we really try to enroll our community. And I think that is how, you know, we're sure and we know um, that our products will work, you know, for every woman looking for, you know, a product that will really deliver, you know, nourishment to her hair, but also make her feel good in the process. Mm, I love that. Drawn, knowing that there are differences in the, the coils versus mm-hmm. the curls. Yes. Right. Yes. And so making sure that we have something that can deliver on both of those types and not yes. not just sacrificing for one or the other. Right. Yes. I wanna I wanna dig into to these ingredients, okay? Golden milk, jicama, turmeric. What is in these products and, and why was it so important? you know, to to have these ingredients and, and really differentiate from from the other products that are out there in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, for us, we were really looking for an ingredient that was unique, but that would also, um, you know, be something that would show her, you know, a new type of benefit that she could get for her hair. So we, we know we're looking for moisture, we're looking for nourishment. But, mm-hmm. you know, golden milk is actually really interesting. Right now, you won't find it on hair uh, but golden milk is um, known for its health and replenishment benefits. So mm-hmm. um, what golden milk is, in essence, is it's coconut milk and turmeric mixed together. And we know from like a nutritional standpoint that turmeric has a lot of antioxidant, anti-inflammatory yes. properties. Um, but then you mix those together for hair and add in a little honey, a little coconut um, and a little ginger. And all of a sudden you have this mix that is just I mean, it's like. 360 nourishment for your hair and it also smells amazing like I mean I've said that a couple times but it smells so good I I had an experience where I had um I was just walking down the street and I had three different people stop me and say oh you smell so good what are you wearing and I'm like I think they're smelling my hair and I mean it just really surprised me that people and and this is after my hair is dry it's not you know this is not wet hair where I know it's super fragrant um, this this is on dry hair and people were still smelling it after wash day. Right. Yep. That's amazing. So, yeah, with our hair, I mean, we know like we know that our hair needs maximum nourishment. We know um, that one thing we're always looking is to ensure that our hair is as healthy as possible. You know, our hair is fragile. You know, fun fact, our hair is actually more fragile than any other type of hair from a from a science scientific standpoint so mm-hmm. we just wanted to make sure that we tailored the ingredients to provide mm-hmm. the most elevated benefit possible at the highest levels for her hair so I, that's what we did I love that yes come on highest level <laughs> <laughs> so this is such an exciting pinnacle point in you know the my black is beautiful story but where, what's next where, you, where do we go from here yeah, so we're super excited about My Black is Beautiful. All I can say is there are definitely more things to come from a product standpoint. Absolutely. You know, these first five products were just the start. So we're super, super excited about other products that we can be bringing here in the future. Um, and then from a platform standpoint, you know, we're also excited about the possibilities there. You know, that still is very much so going strong. It's a thing. Um, and we want to do more. We want to do more to shine light on the things that affect us um, and just continue to what we call redefine black. So uh, yes. there's definitely tons more to come from my black is beautiful. We're just getting started. 
Absolutely. I would love for for you to talk about the Redefine Black campaign. It's a really important movement. Yeah, we started super tactical and we really wanted to make sure that we were impacting um, a systemic way to start by redefining black. And so we think about the dictionary as a key place to start. And when you opened up dictionaries and references that that the words that were there were not words that reflect and affirmed how we identify as black people. Black Mm. is beautiful is a mantra that has been a rallying cry around the globe since the 60s and 70s. But the words in the dictionary were really out dated and focused on things like evil swarthy sullen hostile and Mm. it didn't have the words that reflect the positive affirmations of of black identity or even use the right words and um you know placement of where it talked about black people instead of being like the second or first thing in the book is like number four five six so we work with top dictionary publishers to really rally and advocate for changes and those changes were made they adopted you know the the feedback that we gave them mm. um, around balancing and updating and removing words that really were offensive or even if you're not going to take them out, mark them as offensive and outdated. And so mm-hmm. think that's work that we will continue to drive. But Redefine Black is bigger than the words in the dictionary. It's, it's also about driving awareness of what blackness looks like and that identity is broader than most people have in their mind. And we want to show all corners of, of blackness because those are that's where the beauty lies. So Mm -hmm. My Black is Beautiful is not only a platform and a product that I work on, but it's also an affirmation. For for me, it's not just about um, a product or or a message or advertising. It's really about what's impacting my life. Mm -hmm. And that's similar to what inspired the origin. Absolutely. That is that's beautiful. And you're absolutely right. I mean, just the affirmation in and of itself, both as a brand name, but also just you know, as a saying, something that we not only have to enforce internally within our community, but also externally so that people can acknowledge that black is beautiful. Amen. Yes. <laughs> yes. To all of that. I mean, it's such a it's just such an invaluable and imperative effort. And, um, you know, I really commend all of you for for the work that you are doing. Uh, and you as well. Kudos Thank you. Yep. We see tons of um, um, parallels between what you yes. all are doing with Unbothered and, and shining a light on those different parts of the community as well. Thank you so much. What advice would you give to, to you know, to the young black women, to the entre- to, to, to upcoming entrepreneurs, to, you know, young girls that are just formulating their dreams. Nadira, like you said, your, your, your daughter's just getting to reading age. So she's just getting to a point where she's seeing the world and, you know, formulating her dreams. Um, you know, and, and, you know, to your point, I think the work that both My Black is Beautiful and, and Unbothered are doing helps enforce that so much right and so what what's your advice to um both to young women um and and to to any black woman um you know who's just out here trying to exist who's out here trying to thrive my advice tends to be get to know yourself I think the sooner you can know who you are, what you like, what what's important to you, what motivates you, um, the sooner you can identify that, the the better your life will be. Mm. And I, I I talk about my own experiences of of stumbling, falling, you know, trying stuff and and 
not feeling good about it and then starting over again. And I'm okay with that journey, but I want people to go like shortcut some of the pain <laughs> that I had. Like, you know, I, I don't want the journey to be so long and winding and painful for them. I'm like, you know, like get there sooner, figure out um, who you want to have in your life that can help you, um, uh, that can reflect back the, the vision that you have for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brianne, Nadira, I cannot thank you both enough for, for joining us for this episode and, you know, to the My Black is Beautiful community and brand for bringing the, uh, you know, helping to bring the Go Offs this podcast to life. Um, I just want to make sure everybody knows that, that, you know, My Black is Beautiful is really the reason why we were able to launch the Go Offs this podcast. And we have had such an incredible time having really important conversations. And I think this one is really the cherry on top. So I can't thank you two enough for joining us. The Go Off Sis podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Jay Brunson, Anissa Richmond, and me, Danielle Cadet. It's edited by Anna Costanza with the help of Ethan Cannon. Like what you've heard? Head over to iTunes where you can find all of the episodes of Go Off Sis. While you're at it, leave us a comment and let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started on Instagram at R29Unbothered.